This podcast is brought to you by eHarmony, the dating app to find someone you can be yourself with. Why doesn't eHarmony allow copy and paste in first messages? Because you are unique and your conversations should reflect that. eHarmony wants you to find someone who will get you. How are you going to know who gets you? If people send you the same generic conversation starters, they message everyone else. Conversations that actually help you get to know each other. Imagine that. Get who gets you on eHarmony. Sign up today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Welcome back to another episode of I've Never Had an Original Thought with me, Becky Lee. I hope you've had a lovely week. Um, my week's been pretty busy, but I'm glad to be in your ears again. And yeah, really excited to share this episode that I have with Lucy Westwater. It's very indulgent, very conversational. Lucy and I know each other through my sister. So we're kind of mutual friends, um, which you can tell by, I guess, the tone of our conversations. But by way of introduction, Lucy is currently a third year student at Liverpool Hope University, studying early childhood studies um, and also special needs education, which she hopes to go into in the future. Aside from that, though, she started a TikTok account sort of in the beginning of COVID. And yeah, some of her videos went crazy viral. And now she's almost at 7,000 followers, which is no easy feat. Uh, you should check out her TikTok. It's at Lucy Evelyn Westwatt, which sounds funny when I say it like that. But um, if you do your best to search that, you will be able to see her TikTok, um, which is a great indica- indication of the person that she is. And she's amazing. So yeah, enjoy this episode. It's a lot of fun. I'm sure you'll be chuckling as much as I did in it. And yeah, I will speak to you at the end. Okay, bye. Hi everyone, welcome back to another episode of I've Never Had an Original Thought. This week I am joined by the amazing Lucy. Hello everyone, I'm Lucy. How are you doing? How's your week been? I'm good, I'm okay. Just another boring week really. Just uni work, getting on with life, the normal. As you do, you know. But obviously I start my podcast off with the same question for everyone. So my question for you is who or what is one person, idea or event that has changed the way that you've seen the world? Right. So when it comes to this question, I think which is the most boring answer ever, but I always just go with COVID on this one because... Obviously, we were in lockdown for, like, what was it, something stupid, like, six months, eight, and then we've been weird for 18 months. Well, two years this month, isn't it? Two years since everything kicked off this this month. So I feel like I'm a whole different person since before COVID. Obviously, it comes with age as well. I didn't just hear the team when we went into COVID and now coming up to my 21st birthday. So it is a big mature maturity switch, I guess. But just everything life we'll be talking about today as well with the TikTok and everything like that, I feel like it all really draws into the lockdown and COVID and it's helped me see life from a bit more of a positive view. So if you get me. Yeah, definitely. I think most people had quite a transition between their pre-COVID and post-COVID selves. 
Oh, 100%. I feel like everyone's a different person. Yeah. But in good ways. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it gave yeah. people quite a lot of scope to be introspective and to find out who they really wanted to be, I guess, when they came out on the other side. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 100%. I agree with that. Yeah, definitely. Now, obviously, yeah. I've brought you on because you're Miss Viral. You are Miss, <laughs> Miss Scouse Viral on TikTok. Um, but... To start, I think one of the things that makes you so popular online is your authenticity and the fact that for anyone that knows you in person, you are exactly the same as you are in person as you are online. How did you get to that space? Because for a lot of people, social media is kind of either a projection of who they want to be potentially rather than who they really are. So how do you stay authentic online? To be honest with you, it's never even something that I've ever really properly thought about. It sounds a bit stupid because obviously, like, let the viewers know that we know each other. Yeah. Like, you you know me as a person. I'm, like, really good friends with your little sister. So I feel like, you know, I'm, I've always been a bit of a loud mouth. I've, I've always been the way, it, like, that's just the way it is. I've never really been shy. I'm, I'm quite a confident person, but not in, like, not obviously in, like, an arrogant way. I'm just quite outgoing that's the best way to say I'm quite outgoing so when it comes to, like TikTok it's not like I'm this shy person who's putting this whole persona on TikTok that's like loud mouth and has very strong opinions but can also say things that people find really funny like I feel like in the most like <laughs> like not humble way but I've always just been like that do you know what I mean I've, I've said something like the way I do on my TikTok videos and my mates I'll just wait, you see, do you even know what you're saying? Like, that's funny, but you didn't even realise you're being funny. <laughs> do you know what I mean? And I'm just saying it because I genuinely think it. And my mates are just like, what are you on about? And to be fair, like, when I first started them, I think I had my account on private for like a month. And my friend was like, you just need to take it off private because we're hearing what you're saying. I feel like people are like what you're saying as well. Do you know what I mean? So with the authenticity thing, I just... I've just, it sounds a bit stupid. I've never, it's never even really crossed my mind because when I like go to record a video, I'm just saying stuff that I'd, I'd say to my mum or I'd say to my mates. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because I feel like other people like find it enlightening as well. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I could imagine how that would like foster a sense of community because those are the types of videos that I receive from my friends. You know in a private yeah. space, and if there's someone online doing that, it's kind of like you're their friend. Yeah, it's like, I've, I've been told this a few times that on my comment, it's like a private story. Everyone comments either like, I feel like we're on FaceTime or I feel like I'm on your private story. And because I feel like, because I am quite like an outgoing person, I'm not the type of person that feels like I just have to restrict videos like that to just me friends. I feel like, why not just tell everybody? Exactly, I feel. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, the, def the internet definitely encourages people to do that. Um, yeah. I'm just thinking now, though, do you think that that's necessary? Like, how do you ever feel a pressure to share everything now? Or do you think you've managed to get a good boundary? I think I've got a good boundary. So, like, um, with, like, like, like me personal life, I'll share, like, what I do for my job, what I do at uni. I think most people on me TikTok know that. I feel like I don't have any, like, really horrific, not horrific, but, like, 
details and things that I wouldn't really want to tell people. There's obviously certain things in my life that I probably never put on the internet. So I do know me, but I do know me limit. I know when to be like, oh, this has happened today and this, this and this, and not to include a certain something. Because I feel like some people do that and it just doesn't work out well for them. Like you've got like random, because you don't know who follows you at the end of the day. I've got nearly 7,000 followers. I don't know who half of them are. Can't lie to you. I've checked them. I've got some creepy men on there. Do you know what I mean? There are some weird older men that just follow me. So um, I do like to have that bit of But when it comes to terms of like being from Liverpool, everyone knows that because she could half get away with telling people. And I'm not at the point where I feel like anyone is, is too overly bothered anyway. Where I'm from, I feel like it just adds to it. Adds like personal bit, but I definitely know where to stop when it comes to like family issues stuff like that yeah family matters definitely i think the person the the personability or the sense that you're able to give away kind of makes people resonate with you i guess or just as you said i remember when we've spoken about this in the past a lot of the time you'll have people that really relate to you and that's why they tend to love you so much yeah i've got which i think is really nice since the last few videos that have actually gone quite big i've spoke about like my experience in secondary school and I did name and shame the secondary school I've had loads of girls even girls I knew in school but girls I didn't know commenting like oh my god this is the exact same thing happened to me or oh my god that school was awful to me too and I think it is nice that other girls know that like they're not the only ones and obviously because I am just like a youngish girl from Liverpool every other girl from Liverpool can probably relate to one thing that's happened to me Liverpool's not that big of a place when you think about it. <laughs> or even just, I guess, wider, like the, your experiences of being a woman yeah. as well, or, and a young woman and going out. Um, These are all the things that people, it's like, you know, when you go and sit in your friend's bed after a night out. And you tell them everything. Yeah, yeah you give off those so vibes. True. That's so true. I love that, actually. I love that. Because actually me and Megan used to do that all the time, your sister. We, that's all we used to do after a night out just sit in a room and just tell so that's basically what I'm doing on TikTok now yeah and where did you I do love that def, well where do you get the obviously it's not the easiest thing like putting yourself out there online and I know that you kind of have a history of maybe some sort of backlash because obviously being perceived or putting yourself out there to be perceived can be really scary um and hasn't always worked for you in the past so do you want to go into that Obviously, we've spoken about this before. Like, so year seven, thought I was Zabella, basically. Thought I was the next beauty guru um, when I was 11. And I just made some YouTube videos and I went to a quite toxic all-girls school at the time. I'd only been in it for, like, five months. I was literally fresh, new little year seven. And I got horrifically bullied for it. Like, when I say it was just awful, I had to, in our school because the years were quite big. We have two different sections of the year. So one one group of girls would be in one section, the other half year and other. I had to move sections, like they were called bands. So because the bullying got so bad in the band I was in, teachers didn't really care, but my mum was like, you need to do something. My mum was like, this can't go on. She's crying every day. Because um, obviously I was 11. I'd have always been a sensitive child. I always, I still am to this day, I admit I'm very sensitive. So, yeah, and that much of a backlash off over something I just thought was a bit of fun. I honestly just wanted to have fun in my bedroom, recording something on my little phone I had when I was 11, do you know what I mean? Mm. So, 
I moved to the other section. I did get a lot better because there was a lot of girls I went to primary school with there who were, like, not non-judgmental, really, but I got horrific backlash off that, like, awful. So, to be honest with you, I think, and obviously I didn't try anything after that, like, anything like that for years. And then, obviously, like we know, TikTok originated from Musical.ly, from Remembers Musical.ly, when we were in, like, I want to say you were probably in, like, year 10, 11, and we were in, like, year 8, year 9. That's a musically with its highest, and I would never dare touch that app ever, ever, ever. I have an account, but I would never, ever dare post because I was still so worried about what people. I was just living down the YouTube, so I never went near musically. I think I made, made like two videos and they were private, they were just for me to see. And then obviously that died down. No one really used musically past like 2014, did they? And then I just didn't bother with anything, just like the normal socials, like Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook for me now, you know, the normal stuff. Never really, like, talking on anything or the way I do now. Never, ever anything like that. And then it was literally just before lockdown and every single person I knew was using TikTok. And I was like to everyone, is this not, like, a kid's app? Like, I swear, it's just a new music release. Is this not a kid's app? And I remember my friend being like, no, I'm on it. All of us are on it, like, making accounts. And luckily, I didn't even have to make an account because my old Musical.ly account was still there. So the account I've got now is my old Musical.ly account from when I was, like, 13. Do you still it have just to... makes it even funnier. Do you still have the old Musical.ly videos? No, they're oh. all gone. Sadly, I think I deleted them before I'd even, like, gone on to TikTok because that's how bad it was. I just didn't want to see. And then... So I thought, it's lockdown. I'm not going to see anyone for, like, seven months. Why not just post the little videos? And then it, it's just gone from there, really. So, yeah, the, what happened in year seven definitely did. I feel like girls being nasty is always going to affect you, no matter what yeah. type of being nasty. Just bullying for the way you love, bullying for the way you are, maybe what you wear, stuff like that. Always, and it'll affect you the same. Like, as you, as, especially being a teenager, like... Being a teenager, I think, is, like, the most horrific part of life, to be honest with you. It's constant judgment. And girls are ruthless in all girls' schools. I feel like you could probably agree with this. You went to an all-girls school. Girls can be ruthless. They, they don't care. They just want to make your life a hell. So, but the best thing is now, which I think is quite funny, the girls, you were absolutely horrific to me over my YouTube videos. I get some lovely comments on TikTok after now. <laughs> You love me stuff now. You think it's great. So just shows everything comes in a full circle really, doesn't it? Yeah, definitely. I always see people posting about how um people like they like, oh you bullied me until I actually made it and now you wanna be my best friend, you know? Literally exactly that. Not like in to being to that extreme, but like if I'll post like I said, post a video about our secondary school I get them girls like, ha ha, this is so funny. Like, ha ha, Lucy, you're so funny. And I'm like, you didn't think I was funny in year seven, did you? <laughs> Told me I was a weirdo. So, it just does make me giggle, do you know what I mean? When they're, like, liking your stuff. And, like, I've had even a few, like, private messages. Like, oh, my God, I've seen you so long. Are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, funny. You haven't spoke to me since 2013, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you... It's madness. I know. I'm just wondering if, you know, that what you said about how girls can be vicious, especially in school, 
why yeah. do you think that's the case do you I'm just thinking maybe it's because they themselves like I think I felt so insecure not that I was ever I was bullied 100% but it's like it's a projection mm. I was a thousand percent looking back with hindsight of me strong 21 years looking back obviously when you're a 13 year old girl you can't see that they're just not happy with themselves or they've got something going on in life you can't see that all you see is they're ruthless and I, this is one of my big things that I talk about on TikTok is I do not believe in all girls' schools, as it's stupid as it sounds. I think it is an issue to put, what, in our year, we had like 130 girls in a year. So 130 hormone-fueled girls who obviously won't be feeling the best about themselves. No one feels great in year eight or year nine. No one thinks they're the best thing ever, do they? Like, everyone, you're going through puberty, everything's changing as well for your like all of a sudden you've got boobs in your eye and stuff like that. You're getting your periods, all stuff like that in one big, like, toxic building where the teachers might not even be helped, like, in my school as well. Like, my school teachers sound awful. They were just not helpful in sorting, you know, out situations if you needed that extra support. So I do genuinely believe it's just, looking back, it's just pure insecurity. Like, looking at the girls now who weren't very nice to me in school like they're the ones now reaching mental health and I went through so much stuff in school but people I think and obviously I'm not acting like I was an angel I probably wasn't amazing to everyone in my school either I feel like girls at that age do love to talk don't they love a bit of gossip they love rumors so we all probably contributed to it like no one was the angel but it wasn't a good situation to be in when you're like 13 no definitely not not good I think schools in general can just be this melting pot of people just not knowing how to there's just a lot of coming of age and insecurity yeah. and new fears that enter your life that weren't there before I remember you know a rumor went around about me when I was in like <laughs> year eight or nine that I stuffed my bra right and I yeah. had like yeah and I honestly like I had I don't think I like I was a late developer so I didn't get boobs until like I was like 14 15 maybe yeah and this rumor went around that I stuffed my bra and I had no idea about it is it true no well I don't know maybe (laughs) I did I can't remember now but like could you imagine like I must have that's what I mean it's like just out of nowhere like Oh, she she's developed. No, it must just be because she's must stuffing be her bra. Yeah. They assume the worst. Well, like I'll, I'll talk about this. Isn't my personal story with one of my best friends? I won't mention her name so she doesn't kill me. But one of my best friends, we actually became friends because she moved to my school in year nine. I remember I was like, "So why why did you move schools?" And basically, these girls had come up with this rumor that my friends had done something sexual with a boy and became paralysed off it. What? Which obviously was not true, absolutely fine. But, like, that's what led her to move schools. And I was just like, where do these girls even get this imagination from? Yeah. Like, what is this imagination? And that's what I mean when I say, like, these girls are just really trying to aim something at anyone else to make themselves feel better. I think that's what it is. And it's causing girls to move schools, do you know what I mean? Like, what? That's horrific. I know, it's crazy. What would you say to someone, like, that's listening, potentially, that's in that situation where school is just fucking rough right now? Do you know what? The saddest thing is I don't have, like, one 
complete thing to say. Honestly, I just say like as easy as that, easier said than done. But like you will just get through it. Like the amount of times I cried in the toilets on the phone to my mum, like I need to move schools, I need to move schools, I can't do this school anymore. When I was in, like year nine, and thankfully I have quite a strong mum who was just like, no, Luce, you're not moving schools, you're not messing up your GCSE years just because of this like it will pass and that is the hardest thing to say to someone because when you're going through that you just feel like it won't pass you feel like this is your life now like this is how you're gonna feel that's your life but it's not like it literally and that's that's kind of the one good thing about schools like that is things do pass because something will be more exciting the next week someone else which is sad because you don't want the other person to go through it but by next week there's going to be another rumor through the rumor mill someone else would have done something outside of school that's all the news and you're going to be old news which is sad but it's the truth i experienced that so many times where i felt like all the heat was on me and then it was new news the next week someone had done it like someone apparently had done something 10 times worse or someone had had the fight in the schoolyard so that's all people cared about you know what i mean so that's my best advice is just honestly it might feel like absolute crap because i i know it feels like absolute crap but it will just pass like it's and it's school at the end of the day you're only there for five years honestly the best thing i've done was move six forms it's that's the biggest recommendation i can give anyone as well if you're in secondary school and you're between should i go to college or should i go to a different sixth form or should i just stick at my school if you are confident enough to just try and go out there make new friends just move schools i did it i moved to your megan school the school you went to and it was the best thing i ever did I met so many like real genuine people who cared about me in that school who obviously I still speak to to this day speak to most of the girls to this day obviously we were in a massive friendship group so you're not going to speak to everyone but the main people that were there for me in the two years of sixth form I can still message anytime I want now and I know for a fact they'll be there for me do you know what I mean yeah so honestly if you feel like you need that change if you're like in year 11 and you don't know what to do just do it it was scary for me because obviously I went to a whole different school on the other side of Liverpool like it was scary but it's the best thing I've ever done yeah I agree I think um it can feel incredibly isolating to be somewhere and not feel like you have anyone that you can really call a friend and also exactly and also that Brene Brown, one of my favourite people in the whole world, she talks about true belonging and how it's so important to, if you're living your authentic life and you can do that in a space where there's people that will love you and appreciate you because there always will be those people that that feeling of true belonging is just, you shouldn't settle for anything else. You know, you shouldn't, I agree with shouldn't that bend so yourself to, to no. fit into any space because the right people, you'll end up finding them. Exactly. And that's, that's exactly what happened to me. Like, I know for a fact if TikTok was a thing back in 2016 when I was in year 11, 2016, 2017, the people I had around me would be like, what are you doing that for? Like, that's so embarrassing. What are you doing? Whereas now I get texts like, what's your next TikTok video going to be? Can I get in it? Like, like, they have had more of my friends in them because my friends love it, do you know what I mean? Like, me, me friends do genuinely love it. Like, I've got I've got a nice group of friends where we're not just one big group. I've got friends in different sections, you know what I mean? So, me two best friends, one of them's in Leeds for university. He's in Leeds and the other friend's on, just on Smithdown. So, they, they love it. They, they make TikToks themselves, but they say they could never dare put them public. But... 
you know, they love it too. And then I've got other friends who are from like um, the Prescott area who absolutely love it too. Like we went on a holiday together in November, we went to Amsterdam and they were just like, should we make a TikTok? Should we all do a TikTok in Amsterdam? And I was like, yeah, this is so fun. Like Amsterdam content, I love it. Um, so yeah, it is. I completely agree with that, that quote. Like you will feel so much more yourself when you've got people around you genuinely support you. Yeah, definitely. And don't judge you. Definitely, definitely. And I I think it helps you live your life by the way that you want to because your truest friends support you in whatever that is. And then everyone else's opinions become like, I don't care about them because my friends love it, you know, and I care about them and that's what matters. And that's how I see my TikTok is like, I might get a crappy comment every now and then. I've had my first share of crappy comments. But, like, even, like, my mum loves my TikToks, do you know what I mean? Like, my, my mum loves them. My friends love them. Even my brother thinks they're funny. And that's something because my brother thinks I'm the most un- unfunny person in the world. It's classic older brother who thinks I'm just a weirdo, basically. And he will every now and then. He'll be like, oh, you're a weirdo. But that one we made the other week that went viral with him in it, he was like, that's bossa. I'm viral on TikTok now. And he got loads of messages. He had loads of messages of girls being like, oh my God, I've just seen you on your sister's TikTok. So I'm helping my brother Paul, basically. So <laughs> I'm just so helpful. People are like, oh my God, you're... Is it, it had his music in and all the girls are like, your music taste is amazing and all this. And I was just absolutely wetting myself like, Liam, I am not your Tinder. Go, go away. You're not being in it anymore now because that's got me embarrassed. <laughs> But I'm getting new gales. Love and age TikTok. We love that. Um, cool. I want to pivot slightly to something that I find so entertaining that I never knew about. That is the West Derby Barbie. That is the Scouse Prin. That is the West Derby Barbie. Um, how how do I? How does one become <laughs> a West Derby Barbie? So I want to. I've thought about this right back. Mm-hmm. Um. I feel like the West Derby Barbie has truly evolved. This this is a theory I've come up with because then I'll explain how to become one because it's a lot better now, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah. So, because I only thought about this last week after we chatted about this a bit. Um, when I was in about year 11, West Derby Barbie was definitely a thing because I'm glad to have mentioned it when you speak to boys when you're out and about to parties. Boys have mentioned it. But in, like, I'd say when me and Megan were, like, 16, the West Derby Barbie was more seen as, like, and this is quite funny because there was memes about it, and it was, like, a girl with massive lips, big, you know, huge lip filler. She always had a pink gin in the Sefton, and her boyfriend was always a drug dealer. Like, that was that was the West Derby Barbie trope, if you want to call it. And that's how, like, we saw it because there was always memes about it, and it'd be, like, a picture of a glass of pink gin, massive lip filler, um, a cracked iPhone screen and a pair of Alexander McQueen's and the thing would be like West Derby Barbie get, go into the Sefton someone causes trouble I'm like do you know who my fella is like that type of vibe but I feel like it's evolved now because I'll only call myself West Derby Barbie but do I have any of them do I even have the cracked iPhone do you know what I mean my iPhone's immaculate so I mean I have the Alexander McQueen's but I haven't worn them since I was like 18 so I feel like it's evolved and it's a lot more normal now. Like your boyfriend doesn't have to sell weed to be for you to be a West Derby Barbie type thing. And I genuinely the West Derby Barbie is a mentality. It's all about confidence. I feel like it does probably help if you scouts, to be honest with you, because it's I feel like it's not just a mentality as well, it's also the way you look, the way you appear. 
even though obviously I don't have the big massive lips, I get told that on TikTok every week how small my lips are. Um, but I, I think it's just, I think honestly, it's just a scout scale, which sounds stupid. And obviously, they've specified it because West Derby sounds so great with Barbie, like West Derby Barbie. Like it's the perfect rhyme and couplet, like it's perfect. So I do think it's just the scout scale, but in a better way. Because obviously Scouts Girls got a lot of flack, we could say. We got a lot of we got a lot of crap, don't we, Beth? I agree. Um that's something that we could go into. I think you're right, the West Derby Barbie thing isn't it's just an attitude. It's about being a bad yes. bitch. Exactly. I agree hundred percent. Um and high maintenance, which Oh yeah. I was that like last year I think I was probably the most West Derby Barbie I've ever been. I'm not now because I've got to save money for a car, but last year I had the 22-inch hair extensions. I feel, like, I feel like you saw me and then probably one time. I had the 22-inch hair extensions in. I had the nails done every two weeks, full set of Russian eyelashes. Every, I, I don't know how I afford this, Becky, on like a minimum wage job. Don't even, I think part of the student loan contributed. I was so high-maintenance and, like, but even now, I'm not anymore. The extensions are out. I don't have eyelashes on. I st- still get my nails done. I can't not have my nails done. That is one thing in my life. Every two weeks, I get my nails done. But I still feel it. Do you know what I mean? Because as you said, it's a mentality. It's the it's the power of being a scout girl, which I think is the most powerful thing ever. And a girl I went to school with um, actually made an amazing print her name's Ruby she made an amazing print and I can't remember the ex- I, that's it Scout Scales are destined for greatness and it was an amazing print you could buy and I saw that and I was just like that's just amazing like, I, I love that because you do get a lot of shit for being Scouts I agree and as a girl I agree I think the like being a woman and being from Liverpool it's just wrapped in ideas of like classism and misogyny all at once yeah a thousand percent because because scouse men as well they come under the same sort of like classist stereotypes of the amount of times that people have been like oh hold on to your whatever because the scouse is around the scouses are coming we've had that about four times on holiday Literally, and it's like... We get that all the time. Yeah, and people say it's in the, like, in this jovial way, but I'm like, this has a deep history. This That's not funny. Yeah, yeah it has a deep history, it's, and it still it, hurts people today. Well, that's what I mean. The whole scout as being thieves comes from Hillsborough. Mm. It comes from The Sun and Maggie Thatcher, who I don't even like saying that name, like, published in The Sun that we robbed the dead bodies, and... Obviously, our generation, that wasn't our generation, but, like, my mum had a ticket to Hillsborough. Mm, my dad was but there. I, was you, oh, was you, it was Dave there? Yeah, Dave and I did my not uncle know Peter. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I like, did not know that. Like, I think, well, the thing is, is that I was obviously, because he was there, we were brought up so, I mean, obviously, anti, well, we call it the scum, obviously, but yeah. so anti, but I remember coming down south and, like seeing people so read it or people talking about it i can't even click on it I, like any sort of advertisement i block 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 no yeah i'm exactly the but same people don't care or they don't know they're like why why don't would you read this yeah and i'm like are you joking yeah. honest well that's that's one i have to actually complain to my university because we have a lot none of our tutors scouts really even though it's a very and chill all my uni very scouse as it comes but there's barely any scouse tutors and we have an irish tutor for my 
my early childhood side of my degree. And obviously, like, with the things we do, we learn about child abuse case, stuff like that, so we go into very much, like, child protectment. And so we use a lot of tabloid examples. And I was in my lecture, it was 9 a.m., I was barely awake, my eyes were not even open, and my eyes shot open when this woman clipped the next slide and she'd used the sun as an example. And I was just so disgusted. I was I was sat there in shock. I was, like, looking around me. I was, like... Cause, but the thing is, because uni is so broad, obviously there's like three Scouse people in there. A lot of my, a lot of my uni is Irish, um, Manchester, quite not a few Southerners, but not as much as maybe like uni of or John Moore's it's a smaller uni. And I was just in disbelief. I was like, is this woman like wholeheartedly just use the sun as an example? Because that's knocked me sick. Mm. Like it's kind of like a read the room situation. Although you might only have three scouters in a year. That's three scouters that were probably affected by Hillsborough. Yeah. Or families were somewhat affected by Hillsborough. Yeah. So that's the one thing about being scouts is that I'm kind of proud of, in a sense. Yeah, definitely. So we don't take shit. We don't, we don't take shit. We don't sell the sun in Liverpool. You see the taxis driving around, don't you? With don't, with don't buy the sun on. And that's what I love about being from Liverpool is that we have the mentality we can be like that with other places might not be especially you know because obviously you've lived down south for so long like the difference and that's why even though it is kind of a joke being the scouse girl on tiktok and that i take it serious being from liverpool because there is so much history like you said Mm. and if anyone goes too far then i know how fucked up the country is in a sense because we're the easiest to take the piss out of. We've got the easiest accent to take. Literally, yesterday I made a video like comparing my accent with some American woman on TikTok. And I've already got about seven comments. Liverpool! Like the way I said Liverpool on that. Tuesday, the way I said Tuesday. Stuff like that. The easiest accent to take the piss out of. Mm. Which I get that. But you don't see people doing that with people from like Leeds and shit, do you? No, no, I agree. It's weird. It's hard because I think as a, I mean, you always hear that, you know, Scouse not English. And I think yeah. we're very <laughs> resilient as yeah. a region. And you don't find that with other regions. That I mean, I guess you do you for whole countries that have a sense of identity. Yeah. But I think there's definitely like a cultural identity around being, I mean, even people that come from just outside of Liverpool, you're like, you're not from here. You're a wolf. It's it's strange, isn't it? Yeah. We're such a proud city. Like, no one, I've never met anyone that goes, I hate being scouts. I hate being, maybe if like little things, if you go on holiday and someone says something, that's when you'd be like, oh. I think that's like, I think that's internalised, like, almost not self-hatred but almost like that you know yeah, you're told that you shouldn't is. be proud of it for some I'm reason so proud of it i love it like i'll use the example of to a step before my friend lives in leeds he's lived there for this whole three years we've been at uni and i think it was we were starting second year just after we got out of lockdown and everything so 2020 and he he has a ritual every year when he gets a new student house he has a big massive party so me and my friend like we were just like, I think the, the restrictions had just been lifted. Like, you know, July time, you could, like, go for a meal and stuff like that. So we were like, that's it, we're going to go party. So we got the train down to Leeds. It was amazing. We were so excited because we hadn't been to Leeds in, like, nearly a year. We were so excited. We get down, the party goes. It's great, but the party got to the point of no one even knew who owned the house. There was that many people there. But that's where it becomes dangerous, that no one knows who owns the house. No one knows that 
one of the five people who live in that house is as scout as you can get and it's from Heighton. And Leeds, you get a lot of southerners. You get a lot of southerners at Leeds Uni. So I'm just minding my own business in the kitchen. I think I was like pouring myself another drink. And I think I must have said something to someone because obviously this person has heard my accent. And I, it was a girl. And um, she went, wait, are you Scouse? And I went, yeah, yeah, I am. Like, <laughs> yeah. And she was like, I hate Scouses. No. They're the worst people in the world. And I was like, I just looked at her. And I went, where are you from that makes you so amazing? She went, just somewhere down south, you probably wouldn't know it. I went, oh, well, I've done geography for the A-level, so I probably would, love, you know, I've got a good... Got a good scope on things. And she just she just glares at me. And I went, you know, before I was like, Do you want me to introduce you to the rooms this house? She went, What? Why? I went, Well, if you hate scouts so much, surely you wouldn't want to be in a scout house because the person who pays rent is probably scouts and amazing heightened. So if you want to go tell him that, and then we can just get you through the back door and get you gone. That'd be brilliant. And then she disappeared somewhere, I don't even know. And then I come back to me other friend Liv, who had got the train up, and she said the exact same thing to Liv. Like, prop it up, but had a go at me, mate, Liv. Mm. And we were just sat there like, what? What does that even mean? What? Why are you... I don't get, like... Maybe I'll say I hate the Tories, not, but I'd never be like, I hate Southerners. F everyone from the south of England. Like, no, because not everyone's the same. You brush it, it's hard, and everyone with the same brush. Like, mm. obviously, there's not going to be nice scousers, but you get that everywhere. Literally. That's everywhere, but because you're scouse, you do just tar you all with the same brush. Yeah. They hear the accent, and they go, don't like you. So that's what annoys me. And I think that's why I like being on TikTok so much, because because I'm, like, I'm showing people... Not showing people, but I'm just like scousers are sick. Like, and what I like now is that there is so many scouts, like people my age, scouts, TikTokers, who are getting recognition. So many of them have got way more followers than me, and people love them, and I love it. People are seeing that. I don't know how to explain, like changing views in a way. Yeah, like we're just people, but because you're from Liverpool, you get you get it. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I don't think there's much. Like, obviously, on TikTok, it's slightly different. But especially, like, in mass media, there's not many Scouse voices. As in, like, you have a few icons and you have people that can, I mean, that are phenomenally talented. Yeah. But, I mean, like, as a voice for the Scouse, like, even not, even not MPs, I don't think any of them are local. Go no, on. none of them. Um, oh, who was the old one of West Derby? What was his name? Becky and he had the shop on Eaton Road. Not Ian Byrne now, Ian Byrne. Oh, all local MPs, Scouse now, Ian Byrne, Scouse. So Ian Byrne, who we've got now for West Derby, he's Scouse because his daughter went to my school. Oh, They're yeah. Scouse as a guest, but he's very Corbynite. He loves showing Corbyn. I preferred Stephen Twiggy. He was a lot more central Labour, do you get what I mean? I like Jeremy Corbyn, but I feel like there's some iffy bits that I'm not going to right now. Do you know what I mean? But uh, obviously Labour all the way, but Stephen Twig, I remember him coming in the co-op and being like, oh my God, it's so grumpy, guys. It's- the member parliament in the car <laughs> I thought he was going to be this scouse fella so I said I'm like alright yeah it's one of bag and it was the most like London accent I've ever heard and I was like oh you don't look like you should be a West Derby <laughs> but he was a, he was Sam and yeah I said like he's openly gay he was lovely which I thought was great because you don't hear that much with MPs do you like, MPs are, live quite sheltered lives you don't really know 
pop, pop like those policies. Korea politicians that you always see on exactly. you see the same ones on the TV all the time and then you have like yeah. the backbenchers that just live a quiet life yeah exactly so I thought that was great but yeah like, as you said I always say this to my mom. no presenter on the telly is scouse no weather person is scouse not even news broadcasters they've all sound up they've all got the same monotone British accent yeah. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like it's spice up. Like, my favourite thing ever, which just sounds a bit stupid, my favourite thing ever was seeing... I adore Jodie Comer. Love. I think she's absolutely boss. I love Jodie Comer. And I think she's amazing. Like, she only went to St. Julie's. Like, I think that's mad. She only went to St. Julie's. And she's on Graham Norton. She's on... She went on, she went on Ellen. And I was just like, this is it. Like, we've got a scout person on Ellen. Like, this is... But I don't watch Ellen, but I watch, I obviously know how big the show is in America and that. And I just thought, like, and she's literally in a show with Sandra L, literally grazing at me. Literally, that is amazing. So lately, I felt a bit better about it purely because of Jodie Comer. Like, <laughs> I think she's amazing. Like, the best thing ever was watching her get an award, and she's like, this is for me now. And she's I was like, the that, flag. that is the scouse representation we need. Because all we've got really is like Paul O'Grady, which cool. I do like him, but. All he talks about is dogs. And like that. And then obviously the biggest one is like the Beatles, but Ringo Starr, he's an idiot. He hates Liverpool. So you can't even like mm. say he's a scouse. That's what annoys me about Liverpool being so Beatles centric. Because like fair enough, like John Lennon and that, and I do like Paul McCartney, but Ringo Starr's an idiot. Like my dad hates Ringo Starr. <laughs> so I do think there should be so much more scouse representation. And I feel like TikTok's helping that. Yeah. Because I don't know if you want to... Are you want to Emma Matthews? Um, Have you heard of Emma Matthews? I'll look her up after the episode. You'll look her up. She, she's a TikToker. She's got... I think she's got about 250,000 followers. She's massive because she's, she's good at makeup. She does a makeup. Oh, okay. And she talks about what she eats because um she uh, this is her way. It's not mine. She does a series of saying what I eat in the day of a girl who knows she's fat and doesn't give a fuck that I she's know, fat. I know who exactly you want to Yeah. Yeah. That, that's Emma Matthews. And um, like she's, she's just a normal scouse girl. She worked in Primark with my friend Curtis for years. Like Curtis knows her. And she's got massive on TikTok and I think it's great because she's scouts and also she's so body positive as well. Yeah. Which I think is amazing. Um, she talks about having issues with the skin and stuff like that. I think it's great and TikTok has opened that up, I feel. Because yeah. it's not even like the YouTubers you look up, look up to. You're never going to be a scouse YouTuber that you look up to, are you? When you're like younger or... No, not really. There wasn't any, was there? Was that just me? No. I, there was no scouts people on YouTube or... Probably because like we were too busy getting bullied off the platform. That's very true. Too busy getting bullied. Looking back, when I was younger, there was no one really scouted up to. Up to it. I think it's no. important. No, especially, I think yeah. It is. Yeah, I think definitely in spaces where people don't have to be caricatures of themselves as well. Because I think yeah. you either get really far by being, like, really scouts... Because people oh, are like, when, it's, oh. when they, it's when they milk it, isn't it? But then there's Box no one that's in the sit. middle. You know, that's like, oh, yeah, I'm from yeah. Liverpool, but, like... I also I'm have not this stereotype. Yeah, I have a life. Like that's what I mean. That's and that's the tricky, like thin line with being scouts is the people you see in the media are either gonna be like, I'm scouse, I'm one. Like the people you see on telly, do you know, like basically living up to the stereotypes, which are not gonna help us. Or the only time you really see a scouse accent is when it's someone who's not from Liverpool putting it on. Yeah, and it's awful. Which I think, usually. Yeah, oh, it's always horrific. 
like I'm trying to think. Do you know what? They tried the best, but uh, did you watch my um, little boy Blue? The documentary done the show about Reese Jones. No, I didn't. And it was like a dramatized version. No, I didn't they see it, but I know what you're talking Graham about. They had Stephen Graham in it. Mm. They had Stephen Graham in it, so obviously his voice was authentic. Yeah. But like Reese's family, you just knew none of them were scouts. Couldn't they just get scouts actors? That's exactly my point. I think he did for like his brother. Mm. His brother was a scouse actor. Because I, I looked them up. I love Wikipedia and people have to watch and stuff. <laughs> so I look everyone up. So I think it's but the mum and the dad. Oh my goodness. I googled it because I'm like Blackburn. And, I, and this accent was the most horrific thing. <laughs> and especially for such a sad story as Reese Jones in Liverpool. Mm. That is such like something, again, like Hillsborough, that's probably affected everyone. So yeah. I was just shocked. I was like, for such a sad story and something that's important, just get. The one thing I did find, they had good Scouse accents in was, you know, Anne, which was the one about Hillsborough. Did you watch that? No. Oh, it was amazing, Becky. I'll have to watch it. We'll have to, I mean, it's a sad one, prepare to cry. Yeah. Me and my mum were like sobbing on the couch, but the accents were good in that, so I'll let, I'll let them off. Interesting. That's when I let them off. Yeah. That's another thing. Do you, do you hate about being Scouse? Like, people like trying to do your accent yeah it's like you might have had this with living down south as well um it still happens all the time (laughs) like all the time even when people have done it in front of me before i mean even my even my partner even matt i'm gonna name and shame you matt i'm ashamed of matt for doing this because i like matt he's lovely (laughs) but he still (laughs) loves to have a little stab at the accent every now and again yeah (laughs) um he must have had the shock of his life when he met me (laughs) because <laughs> remember that like when he's using yours and like Megan even's not as scouts like you and Megan have similar accents and then I just walked in the fishwife like oh yeah here's Dave and Karen <laughs> well my dad was going to meet well if you speak to Lucy on the podcast make sure you remind her that she fell off of our kitchen like <laughs> counter and we had to take I her up to bed <laughs> I fell off the stool the stool, the bar stool and then I think I was sick on your mum's foot or something, which I feel <laughs> awful about. And they, ju- they didn't even take me up to bed. I was put in the living room, in the middle of your living room, the front one, the one connected to the kitchen, like the, the first one you go in. Yeah. I was I was put in the middle of there. I think there might have been some type of mattress underneath me. I'm not 100% sure. <laughs> I had to put a mattress underneath Like, in effect, and Megan poking me, and I was like, what's going on? And Megan and Abby were like, are you okay? And I was like, think so that was a rough night that night like i don't know how i got that i woke up in the middle of the afternoon oh my god in your house yeah and i come downstairs and your mum and i was sat there megan her ex-boyfriend was just sat there and i was just like hi everyone <laughs> <laughs> that's what i love because i feel so comfortable in your house that i know your mum and dad didn't judge me for things like that. i love your mum and dad no and i think you're the most easy girl mum and dad ever you i mean from the outside looking in yeah but if you ask Megan or I, always happy. oh, I mean, my mum's a gem and so is my dad. They're both incredible, yeah. but I don't want to give the perception that I was able to do whatever I want whenever I wanted because I definitely oh, no, wasn't like... They're just the dad, like, happy to see you whenever yeah. you go round, but always happy to see you. Because you understand, like, mum and dad, they've got a lot going on. Yeah. I could bring some miles and my mum's just like, hi, because she's tired. But, like, any time I went round, she was mum's like, hi, do you need food? Do you need this? And I was like, I love you, Karen. Yeah, I know, I know. I think, um, I know we've been talking about Scouse people a lot, but to the listeners out there, if you ever want good hospitality, just 
go to a Scouser's. <laughs> also, we need to point out that your mum's not even Scouse. No. Your mum is our Southern Queen from Eastbourne. She's repping the Southerners. She oh, makes... she's the Scouser's Southerner I've ever met. Maybe it's because she's been with your dad for so long, because I feel like your dad's very similar. Your dad's yeah. very, like, when you get to yours, you need anything, do you want this? But your mum is, like, the most person I've seen, not from Liverpool, that is, acts like she's from Liverpool. Yeah. We, Which is boss, I think. We love Karen. She's we love we, This is a Karen fan club. I should, honestly, <laughs> I think I would get a lot of members for the Karen, especially Karen's food fan club. Because <laughs> oh, her food's amazing. I'll, I'll literally have pay membership and everything. Uh, we'll I have a Patreon where Karen can put her recipes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> do it that's such a good idea oh my god Karen on TikTok could you imagine I'll start doing cooking videos with your mum oh my god I'm gonna get her on the podcast and then everyone can do it you need to get your mum on the podcast that would be so good oh I'm excited um amazing oh my gosh I did haven't realized how long we've been talking um I know but we got a bit off track there let's no I think we've spoken about really important things I want to wrap it up by you if you want telling obviously what your what people want to know about your life right now what's going on so it actually links into tiktok as well so you'll love this um obviously i've told you i'm i'm seeing someone at the minute and um, very nice <laughs> he's met my family and everything he's met my family they love him and so i went round to his friday night to like meet his family bear in mind he's got a 10 year old niece okay. who is always round is doesn't live with them but obviously at her nan's house so she she's yeah. always in theirs and um <laughs> she come up to me and she went to me I'd just like to say you look exactly the same in your TikToks as you do in real life <laughs> and I actually just was like why is your 10 year old me seeing my TikToks but then I found out the whole family seen them the whole family so Dan the lad I'm seeing decided it'd be such a good idea to show his mum my TikTok <laughs> then his mum showed his niece and then his niece showed her dad who is obviously Dan's brother his older brother who's in like his 30s um so I was just sat in Dan's room minds me of business and his brother come in to like pick his niece up and was like oh who's who's round and Dan was like oh Lucy's here and he's like oh is it the TikTok one we've all seen her TikToks and I went right right Becky it was it was something to say the least I went bright red that's the only downside yeah, that was the only downside but other than that they were lovely they were all really nice they all see, they all said I'm funny, so that that makes me they think that they think they're funny. They just said I don't stop for the breath, and I'm a bit mad. But <laughs> taking that as a compliment as well. They've got a good preconception, so I'm just preparing them for what they're going to be in store for. It's not I'm not a shy person. I will chat away. Yeah. So yeah, that's really what my last few weeks have been, and then just obviously I'm at the end and months of university mm. now. So got two deadlines this week which are my last assessments oh and then gosh. it's dissertation and exams and I've got a degree big step fingers crossed I get a degree yeah you will I'm sure That's you will fine. well thank you so much for spending your morning with me today I've loved it it's been great I'm glad I really loved it too I think like we spoke about some really important things and also for anyone that doesn't know anything about the Hillsborough disaster um yeah there's so many resources online that can direct Honestly, you to there's so much you should learn even like i said that show called Anne, i think it's on like bbc iplayer that gives you an amazing insight to everything that went on the 30 years yeah i'm just trying to get a bit of justice people yeah fighting for justice for like 
decades and decades to rewrite the history that was written so wrong. It was just covered up completely by Margaret Thatcher and her little army of policemen. Yeah. Um, Basically. Don't buy the sun, anyone who's listening to this. um, Don't buy the sun. This show will (laughs) never, ever, ever be sponsored ever if anyone if any any sun journalist is listening don't ever contact me (laughs) yeah that's the same with my tiktok if any sun journalist wants to have seen people have tiktoks wrote about in papers if the sun ever even thinks you want to write about my tiktok think again it's it's gonna be like two angry women (laughs) from liverpool two angry scousers we've seen this before you know, watch yourselves. <laughs> yeah, watch out the dangerous. They're dangerous. They, that's they're, how we get they're... betrayed, isn't it? We're just scary people, Beth. That's what it is. I know. It's going to be so out of pocket. Um, it's you know what? Is, isn't it? If, you know, yeah, I'm not going to go anywhere near that paper. So. No. Yeah, thank you so much again. Um, Amazing, I've loved it. Thank you. I'm going to, I need to find a way to wrap this up. So, because I'm really bad at saying goodbye to people on the podcast. So. <laughs> I'm just gonna say goodbye. <laughs> That's fine. I'll see you. Later. I'll probably see you soon. Okay. Are you yeah. back in Liverpool? Hopefully. I hope to see you soon as well. Good luck with everything. Thank you so much, back. Hello, it's me again. I hope that ending was better than the last times that I've been doing it. Again, as I said, you can find Lucy on TikTok at Lucy Evelyn Westwatt. Um, that sounds complicated, but I'm sure if you you search it, it will come up. You can also find me on Instagram at b e c x y l w e or at not an og thought pod, where you can message me about your thoughts on the podcast. As always, please subscribe and rate it five stars and share it with a friend if you enjoyed it. And yeah, I will see you next week for another great episode. I hope. And that's all I have to say. Have a lovely week. If I don't see you through the week, I'll see you through the window. Ooh. Okay. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, this is Paige from Giggly Squad, and I want to talk to you about Splash Refresher and my water intake. Okay, so you guys obviously know that I'm a hydrated girly, but sometimes when you drink that much water, it starts to just taste bland and you're just like, I need something to spice it up. That's why I love Splash Refresher. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and it's a splash of sweetness. And they come in five different flavors. They're so good. Wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange. My favorite is the wild berry because I just, I just love a berry. So if you're like me and you're drinking water all day, then try Splash Refresher. It's going to absolutely change your water game and it's good for you. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolinbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.